Hi, and welcome back to Tell Me What Happened, the podcast that features true childhood stories from people from all walks of life. Each week, our guest tells us a childhood memory, and then they tell us how it's impacted their adult view of the world. I'm your host, Jay Rehack, and like you, I've had my share of painful childhood experiences, but I'd like to believe they've all helped me to become a more empathetic person. Tell Me What Happened is sponsored by Sidelining Publishing, publishers of quality books, including Susan Salador's newest children's book, I've Got Peace in My Fingers, available worldwide on November 1st, 2019. And speaking of Susan Salador, each week we begin the show with a portion of her classic song, The Boo Boo Blues, which you can hear playing underneath my voice right now. Today, I'm fortunate to have as my guest, Hamlet an award-winning children's singer, an artist, father, and a friend. So you ready to tell your story, Hamlet? Let's do it. All right. All right. Well, and speaking of early childhood memories, uh, the one that I can definitely share is, is the fact that uh, I was, when I was born, my parents divorced pretty much soon after that happened. So I ended up being raised by my grandmother and her son and and one of her daughters, so both my uncle and aunt. But one of the things that, that, that happened during that time was that, you know, as I started growing up, by the time that I was seven years of age, I, I pretty much realized that uh, most of the friends that I had in school, they all had parents, which is a concept that for me had not clicked. And I started to understand that, wait a second, you know, like kids were always saying, you know, like, oh, my mom got me this, my dad got this. And, uh, and that's something that I could not relate to. And I always had a hard time. You know, I, I always wanted to have a brother or sisters as well. And that's something that I also lacked in my life. That was something that I, that I struggled with. Now, you know, the, as, as years went by, we used to have a lot of family gatherings, and, and which happened pretty often, actually. And for the most part, you know, cousins and friends of the family would always come. There was always music in the house in one way or the other. Even though I did grow up feeling very left out, uh, like I did not belong at all. You know, this is my family, even though it was my grandmother and everything, I still felt the disconnection between just, I mean, just because I didn't have parents. You know, I couldn't call anybody mom or dad or, uh, and I could see even my, my cousins having their, their, their mom and dad there, you know. So... The thing that, that, that made an impact on me was were two people, actually. One of them was a friend of my uncle's uh, that used to come to the house, you know, everyone and then maybe once or twice a month. And what they used to do is just simply play their guitars and, and, uh, and, and jam in the house. You know, that was, that was a cool thing. And he, he was the only person that would pay attention to me or at least acknowledge that I was present or would, you know, like invite me to come over. And if I had questions, he would tell me, you know, like, okay, this is how you do it. He tried to start teaching a song at one point, and, and I remember just get, get into it. Uh, but I was, uh, as a kid, I was patient. I'm still pretty impatient, I think. Uh, so I wanted to play guitar immediately, and that's something that was very hard. Uh, so I kind of gave up on it for many, many, many years and I did not touch the guitar, or I did not properly learn to play guitar until I was 37 years of age. And now, you know, I have an album and a couple of albums that I'm working on, so yeah, there, there's hope still for anybody. But you know, like, being a kid and being and feeling completely and that I did not belong anywhere 
having that type of acknowledgement for a, from a complete stranger in that in that regard uh, is something that shaped my view of of life, you know. And there was another instance when I, I was about 11 years of age, and we had a, a, a big family gathering. And we were out in the house, uh, in the yard, tons of uh, my cousins and friends were playing, and all the adults were inside the house and, you know, doing adult stuff. And one of my, my uncles came out, and he just wanted to spend time with us. And he just started playing around with everybody, and, and everybody loved uh, this uncle for that reason. And I remember very clearly thinking and looking at him and saying, you know what, one day I would love to be just like him. So I, I had that, that uncle who who just decided to come out and, and play with, with everybody. And I remember just taking a step back and, and thinking, you know what, when I grow up, I, will, I want to be like this uncle. I want to be the one that pays attention to everybody. So between those two experiences, something that for me, you know, later on, it was more, I ended, up, I ended up understanding that it was more traumatic. I couldn't see it that way when I was a kid because, you know, it's just, it's just life. But that's just how life happens to be, you know, and, and in, a, in a sense, you know, I was being protected by, by my grandmother and by, by the adults in my life in, in their way by not sharing or making me feel like, uh, like I was not part of their family, you know, even though that's how I felt. They always did everything they could just to make sure that I was taken care of, that I had everything that I needed. Internally, that was the struggle that I grew up with, though. It just reflected in just too many uh, aspects in society, you know, because when I went to school, I didn't feel like I belonged completely in a particular group, uh, or even when I went to, during a time in my life that I went to church, I also felt like that I did not belong to specific groups, you know. I always felt isolated, uh, even though I participated in just about everything. Uh, but that was pro probably has a lot to do with my, my personality since I'm a very, I'm a go-getter type of person and, and I like making friends. But, you know, like growing up as a kid, I always made friends with old, with adults, not so much with kids my age. So I, that's why I always felt that disassociation growing up, even as a teenager, I felt like I did not belong in the teenage group, so to speak, because I could talk to the adults better than I could relate to them. But uh, when I was a teen, teenager, about 14, there, there was a, many, a variety of things that happened in my life. Uh, when I stopped living with my grandmother, I ended up moving in uh, to live with my mother and her husband and their two daughters, so, you know, my, my, my half-siblings. And uh, so talking about not feeling part of things or, or continuing not to feel a part of, of something, right? And uh, there, unfortunately, the relationship there was not positive, and I ended up being kicked out of my house at the age of 14, so I ended up living in, in the streets for, for about three years. So I was a homeless teen for three years and uh, just trying to find not only my identity, trying to fit into groups, into trying, it was a way of survival. Trying to fit into something was a way of survival for me. But even through through all that time, the memory of that uncle and that friend of, of, of the family always stayed in me, you know, because I knew that at least in one way or the other, uh, at least internally, I, I knew that somebody else at one point did care enough. I mean, my family did care. It's, it's not that they never did. But uh, but when when uh, my my stepfather uh, kicked me out of the house, you know, it, it was a, a transition of 
of trying to find a place where I could be a part of. You know, it's now I'm I'm 50 years of age. I'll be 51 uh, coming up in, in in a few weeks. You know, in, in November, and uh, and it, it's taken me a, a very long time to understand that it's okay if you don't feel. Uh, if, if negative experiences such as this one uh, are some things that you have to carry through with you the rest of your life because they are in the end a part of you you know so you cannot put them aside you cannot hide them you can try but that doesn't mean that they will go away you know so i've learned to not only cope with it but try to make the best of it and one of the things that helped me by just having the memory of those these two people in my life was me doing the same thing for others you know i work i work with kids now and uh and e even though i've worked with all ages from zero to teenagers and and, and adults uh, right now i focus mostly with uh, uh working with um six-week-old babies to six-year-olds but um every time that i that i teach one of my classes that i spend time with them the one thing that i do uh, and from the moment that I started working with kids and teaching, I did not see, number one, my work as a teacher. I, I saw myself more as a person who was sharing life experiences, who was sharing knowledge to them. And and I felt that students, for me, I tried to see them more like, oh, you know what, they're my nephews, kind of a thing. You know, they're more like family because my approach to them was completely different. More than just me saying, you know what, you have to have a homework done or these are the things that you have to do. I mean, I still do, and I still have expectations for what I want them to learn, even at, at an early age. But most importantly for me is making sure that they feel the same way that I felt when this, you know, with my uncle and, and this friend of the house always made me feel, which was acknowledged that I, that I mattered. So for me, I, I think I'm, I'm just happy to, to know that something that was negative or that I felt there was a negative situation in my life, uh, I was able just to turn it around, but I could not have turned it around unless I was willing to to be those two people to others nowadays, you know? So in terms of uh, experiences that have definitely changed me, I would say by all means, these two, uh, two people, great humans for that matter. Well, thank you, Hamlet, for that deeply personal story. Um, you for sure have already answered my question about how it's impacted your life. But I thought I'd give you an opportunity to just add up any other uh, thoughts that you might have relative to your childhood experiences, which sound pretty painful to me, actually. It's just kindness can be reflected in so many different ways. You know, you can be kind by just respecting somebody else, respecting their beliefs, respecting who they are, respecting how they dress, respecting whatever it is, and just being kind to them from that perspective, you know, acknowledging that, you know what, we all have our points of view and it's okay, you know. And I think that's the message that they transmitted to me. And like, even now that I'm just thinking about it, because I don't, I don't usually go back to, 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 to my childhood in, in, in that regard, but, uh, but the positive things that they were able just to do uh, without saying anything was, yeah, by all means, they were kind, yeah. Thank you, Hamlet, for sharing your story. And thank you, listeners, for hanging in and listening to another 
Tell me what happened. We're going to end this show with a song written by Hamlet, performed by Hamlet. It's called Love. Until next time, stay safe out there and try not to hurt anybody. Love is sincere. Love is true. Love was meant for me and you. El amor es sincero y verdadero. El amor fue hecho para ti, para mí. Love is tender, love is free, love is all you give to me. El amor es tierno, el amor es libre, amor es el que me das a mí. Sincero y verdadero, el amor fue 